been an interesting introduction here to Carly Scott <laughs> on uh, on Sandcast. Actually, shoot, I meant to ask you, amidst all this hubbub with the camera, I meant to ask you how to pronounce your name, because it's got to be the most mispronounced name. I want to confirm it's Scott, right? Yes. Okay. I was like, I hope you know how to say well, my last name. <laughs> Molly, Molly Turner tried to correct me. She said it was Scott. Oh, no. Scott. And I'm sure you hear every different type of pronunciation. Yeah, I feel like it's so hard people don't even try, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... They'll just say my first name and then ask. So. Yeah, that's how that's how it is with me. They're like Travis, mm, like yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yep, present. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But what kind of name is that? It's Danish, and okay. my grandparents like whenever they came over, they just um, changed it to Scott, like pronunciation, because yeah. it would would have been too difficult. So it was something else. I don't know what it was. I was about to ask. What huh. It was real. probably like Schgut or something okay. like that, which no one would ever guess either. Yeah. So hmm. it's funny because when you used to do the commentating for the AVP. Delaney you used to say Knudsen, Knudsen yeah. which is actually how you, how you pronounce it. Because I had a, a really good friend whose last name was Knudsen. So I was like, oh, I got this one. <laughs> so I'm going to nail it. Right. But they did the same thing. They sort of like cheated the name to Americanize it to make it easier. But they left the K. <laughs> they left the K. So just to mess with people. Yeah. So then we, we removed that name, though, from Delaney. She's, she's a Mawarder now. Made got it harder it. for everyone. My name, too. My name is a Hollywood name, actually. I always forget that. My, uh... Uh, my grandfather and grandmother from Sweden, and it was Bjornefeldt. <laughs> and he did, oh he changed gosh. it to Born because he came over and was an actor and wanted a more easier name. Can we bring it back? Try Bjornefeldt? Bjornefeldt. Anders. <laughs> Anders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most common name out there in Sweden. Really? Scandinavia, I think. Yeah. What, Anders or? Anders. Okay. It's like John, I think, out there. <laughs> So my middle name's Anders, and then... Gotcha. We all got weird names. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> he, like, changed the writing of it, though. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. B-J. It started oh, yeah, with yeah. B-J-O-R. That's pretty much what mine looks like, too. Yeah. It's a bunch of whatever. You don't see S-K-J very often. No. Or D and T. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really see any of it often, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just finished up your first season on the beach. Kind of. I mean, you played two AVPs before this, but this is like yes. your first full year. Yeah. I played two qualifiers the summer I started Beach. Which was? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. And then went to PEP after that. And then after that was COVID. So like the AVP was only the top players and you couldn't qualify. Right. And then, um, so yeah, this year was kind of like my first true year. Yeah. But I played a lot over those two years, just no AVPs, just all the, like, yeah. Cincinnati tournaments, you know? Right. So, yeah. Did you do, like, the AVP Next Gold thing? Because, I mean, Evan and Logan Weber, when they, like, 2021, they weren't quite auto main draw, so they just went and played all of those AVP Next Golds, which are basically what the tour series are now. I yeah. I don't know if you played all those. No, so I did 2020, and then... Um, my second season at PEP, I decided I was going to go indoor overseas. So then summer of 2021, I didn't, I kind of stopped playing beach cause I okay. was like trying to focus on playing indoor. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do the 2021 ones. Got it. And then quit indoor after like two months over there, <laughs> came back and then moved back out here in November of 2021. So Got it. it's been like a year now. And you were in Portugal? Yeah. Okay. What happened over there? It was a short-lived. It was short-lived. <laughs> um, it was weird. Like, it was still COVID. And yeah. then 
there was one other American on my team and they sent her home after like three weeks. And so it was just me. And I was kind of just bored, honestly, like nothing to do. Didn't really talk to any of the girls. Like I would go to practice and everyone would be like stretching and warming up. And I would just like sit there and they're all talking. Can't understand them. And then the coach <laughs> would talk, can't understand him. And then everyone would run out and then they'd be like, give me like a little blurb of like 10 seconds of what we were doing. And I don't know, it kind of just like took away the fun part of indoor, which is like camaraderie and like teamwork yeah. and stuff. Like I wasn't a part of it because I couldn't understand. So it just got old pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. How does it work? Like when you, cause you, how long do you sign a contract for? Like a whole season? Yeah. I yeah, don't know how, yeah. cause I always see players, you know, they'll go for a couple months and they're like, ah, oh, it's not for me. And then they just come back, but you can't just like quit. Can you? Or, um, I don't know how that they works. try to get money from me for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, but it's not like I was making a million dollars where right. they can like do something. Um, I had to buy my own flight home and, you know, they yeah. tried to come at me for some money, but it's just <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do really. I'm gone. Yeah. So where in Portugal were you? In Porto. So it okay. was like actually the football club that I played for. We were kind of like, we were kind of part of it. Okay. But so FC Porto was the team I was on. Okay. Porto's yeah. pretty cool city though, right? Yeah, it was really cool. And like at first when I was trying to get through, like I would go to the city by myself, but mm. it's pretty small. So after like walking around for Saw it all. even five days, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. But it is pretty there for sure. But you can get through everything yeah. in like two no, or three days. I, I know how it goes. <laughs> I was in like a small farming town in Turkey yeah. with no car. Same thing. No yeah. one spoke English. Maybe like two guys on the team but yeah yeah just grind, I think, grind through it <laughs> yeah like if i was if i went for the money i could have like made it work but i oh, went for, for the sure. experience and for then sure. the experience wasn't great so i was like it's not like i'm coming home with like two hundred thousand yeah, dollars that exactly. i'm gonna be able to do something with right. like so i was just like i'm here for the experience and the experience isn't great so i don't need to like yeah stick it out yeah you're like, good. you got it yeah you i don't really have anything to prove yeah <laughs> right <laughs> That's a good point. I feel like yeah. it takes a special kind of mindset to really enjoy that overseas life. Because you see a for lot sure. of those players. Like Taylor only did a year in France, and he's like, it's not for me. But like then you see a, a Micah Ma who's been in Turkey, Poland, France, and he just loves it. Mm-hmm. And Zana's out there now, and she's like, yeah, Zana, he just like plays and practices and then just watches volleyball all the time. He loves it. Yeah. There's he certain loves people volleyball, that and, he, and he's very social. Like, yeah, like happy you can get social. Around with anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it takes a certain personality for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys um, that I played with growing or through college, and then we all went overseas, and then some guys are just two months in, a week in for <laughs> Tony Torelli. <laughs> just so like, funny. I know what I want. Nope, this isn't it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah, like Brad Lawson came back pretty quick. A lot. I mean, so many people. Yeah. But like you said, you're not making life changing money. Yeah. You're literally, I mean, a lot. Most people's con- the average contract's probably closer to like twenty grand, right? Yeah. Something like that. So I was like, well, I could go do privates and make twenty grand in the year <laughs> if I wanted, but I wanted to go be a pro indoor player and live overseas. And yeah, if you get the gist of it in five days, then you're good. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> and you yeah. picked up the beach pretty fast. Did I? I, th- I think. Yeah. It was a process. I mean, obviously playing volleyball since I was like 11 or whatever, there's some overlap, but ish. It yeah. was it honestly not that COVID was good in any way, but like 
giving me like an extra like year almost with Marcio and whoever else was coaching there at the time was super helpful for me. Um, and also like having the fall as like being a spring sport was huge. Like, so I had that summer after I finished, um, at Michigan and then I had like a whole fall of just training, which was helpful. Yeah. But. And you hadn't had any beach experience before that. Yeah, I'm from Indiana. We don't have any Right, yeah, there. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to grow now. Like, when I go back, right. there's some youth um, stuff. But, no, growing up, we had nothing really beach-wise. And then I was just at Michigan, and I was like, I don't want to get a job. So, like, what else can I do? Right. <laughs> and then that's, like, kind of when everyone was starting to do it. And I went to my Michigan coach, and, you know, he was, like, awesome about it and yeah. helped me out. And, um, obviously, I got lucky that... Uh, Marcio took me at Pepperdine. Yeah. So, yeah, no experience prior to, but... Great place to end up. Great place to land is with Marcio <laughs> at Pepperdine, for yeah, sure. for sure. Love that. And how's the, the beach life, uh, being from Indiana and being from that indoor environment? A lot a lot of change or Yeah, familiar? I think so. I think, um, like, collegiately, it was really different, just, like, the energy and vibe of Basically indoor. Basically, no fans. Like, yeah. there's not that crowd pressure really for sure and michigan's like a super big school so it was mm. just like different in every way like i went from like a big 10 campus to oh, yeah. i mean malibu i can't complain but yeah. it's like so different it's like yeah. a population of whatever just it is a and little school on the hill yeah. versus like michigan <laughs> like, there's like it's the... like half the size of my high school so <laughs> um that was really different i think um but I think just the challenge of like learning something new, I kind of just get caught up in that. Mm. And being in grad school, I, you know, it didn't matter as much to have the college experience or whatever. I had enough of that at Michigan. Right. So the beach life is definitely different, I would say. And just being an individual sport, like you have to have your like head on straight and just mm-hmm. be willing to work without anyone telling you what to do, you know, right. yep. which is different. Like even in Portugal, like, I didn't have a say on anything I was doing, right? Like, they told me what to do, and I did it. And now it's like, if I don't do anything, then I'm not going to perform. Yeah. So, but I like that. I mean, I like having freedom. Yeah. But I think that's another uh, factor that that, uh, kind of decides whether or not someone can hang on the beach is if they really thrived in that, like, tell me what to do environment. And then they come to the beach, they're like, oh, I have to figure everything out on my own. Whereas some people are like, don't like being told what to do necessarily. Like, I want to do things my way and figure it out. And like, those are the people that are going to thrive a little bit more on the beach. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's why you just see so many people have different <laughs> tactics in terms yeah. of like how they schedule their years and how they go about their days. It's just like the full spectrum of preparation, I guess. Yeah. I feel like everyone always is just constantly figuring it out too. What really does work? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like your off seasons look different every time. Yeah, exactly. Look different every time. Yeah, you got to keep adapting. Yeah, and this was your kind of first year, just figuring it out on your own. Yeah, and it was honestly kind of like a half year for me, I would say, because I had my full time job until June, I think. Okay, not half, but um, so when I was working full time, I was only getting to train like three times a week, and that was me, like waking up practicing and being home for like 15 minutes and then being at work like in person for eight hours yeah like I'd be going like all day long on those days so I mean that's why ultimately I quit is because I felt like I wasn't giving myself a fair chance like I would be losing and then I'm like 
I can't, how am I supposed to be mad at myself when I'm practicing right. like twice a week right. competing against people that are like have a full-time coach lifting every single day. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to compare. So yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know. I got into it kind of in the middle of season, I would say. Um, but it is interesting because beach, there's so few resources and then you don't know like how much to give and like how much is going to be returned. Right. So it's like, do you get a full-time coach? Like, and do you get a personal trainer and all these things? So that's kind of what I'm trying to navigate now in the off season and figure out like how I'm going to approach this next year. Yeah. What did you, what did you like about this year in terms of scheduling and what do you think you can pick up to do? Like, what are you trying to add to your workload next year? I mean, having a coach, like one coach that works with you from start to finish, whether that's like, I need to get better at X, Y, and Z. Like when I would go to sessions with coaches, it's like, I'm working on one thing once, you know, and it's not like a long progression of things. So I think that would be huge. Anyone who has a coach is obviously at an advantage, but, um, and then a personal trainer, I think like I was trying to do it a lot on my own last year. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm really good at pushing myself, but when it comes to lifting, that's where I'm like <laughs> lack. Um, I'm like 15 pounds is good, but I think ramping that up like in the off season um, would be helpful for me for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you need a trainer, like an in-person trainer or someone to just send you a program? I think both, but okay. like maybe a hybrid where they can like see me because I've been working with someone now and I'll be like, no, that's a good weight. And then he'll be like, no, it's not like, you can do so much more than that. I'm like, really, this feels really hard. Like, <laughs> so someone like seeing me and then adjusting accordingly yeah, is, is important for me. I yeah. think okay. I, I need someone in person. Yeah. I just don't like questioning the workout. Like if my trainer sends me them, I'm just like, I think I'm doing it right. But as my gluten, the right, I just don't want to think yeah. about it. I just want yeah. to turn my mind off and just, okay, go. I trust you. Yeah. And so I just want someone in person all the time. If I have to like put my workout together and like do all the prep, I'm just like, ah, (laughs) I'm over it. Yeah. uh, Because my guy, Nathan, he he just sends me my program Mm -hmm. and he'll update it every single day just on how I'm feeling or what my schedule is or whatever. And then I just like the freedom to be like, and I feel like working out now. Oh, And then I just go. Timing wise. yeah. 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 So the timing, I'm just able to, especially with like what I do, like if I have to call someone for an interview, right. like I can do that. I don't have to work it around any schedule. Like that's true. I just, okay, well I'll interview you and then I'll work out or whatever. Uh-huh. I just like having the freedom, just walk out to the garden of gains and, and get after garden it. Of gains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To but, each his own. Yeah. But it's funny cause like everyone always talks about assembling a team and you, you're big on that. Mm-hmm. You, you get your trainer, you get your coach. I feel like this generation, like your kind of generation of college players are picking that up a lot faster. Whereas I feel like most players didn't really start doing that until like year three or four or five. Because you're used to having it, right, from college. And then also players that never had that on the beach. Like I had never been coached on the beach in my life until I partnered with Hayden. It's crazy. Yeah, I was like, no one's ever taught me anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I think it's important to have someone that's like taking care of the things you're not good at, you know? Yeah. And then allowing you to focus more on, on like the task at hand rather than like, now I have to learn how to be a personal trainer to myself and like train a professional (laughs) athlete at a world-class level. Like that's a lot of brain power that I just don't want. But then the financial 
investment that comes along with that, which is usually the defining factor of not getting that. Totally. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. But that's probably what you're looking for is kind of the team to put together. I would say like coaching, training, and playing with one person for a season would be huge for me. Yeah. Or anyone, I mean, in general. But if you look at the, I mean, same thing with me this season, like I would lose with a partner that I trained with for a week and it's like, okay, well, we're playing against whoever has been practicing like every single day for six months, you know? So obviously like when it comes down to it, they're probably going to get that win. Yeah. So that, and yeah, a coach would be huge. Even just like running a good practice, you know? Exactly. It's like, I can only come up with like a couple of drills on the spot. I'm so bad at that. Yeah. And then like, even when I try to prepare in advance, I'm like, okay, who's going to run the drill? Like if I want to work on something other than like serve and pass or like, side out then who's going to insert the ball like it always has to be yeah so i think that's also a huge advantage for teams that have coaches yeah and then you prep a practice for what you want and then you're, you're like is this cool guys and they're like well can i do this and yeah. then you want to do that it's like <laughs> yeah. well that just changed everything yeah. <laughs> yeah rather than just like you're on our court like if people come to our court it's our practice right and we just run it obviously we ask is there anything you want to get in but then the coach just run, our coach runs it and if yeah. we go to someone else's court vice versa we ask can we do a few of these but we let them run it yeah back in the day when i first came on the beach i was like this is like i'll go out with you know the random crew of just like whoever (laughs) and it was just so bad i was like i can't do this ever again once i once i practiced with hiding in them like structured just get our shit done get off it's like yeah i'm never doing that other style of practice ever again yeah (laughs) I think that's the toughest part is when you don't have a coach, when you're like, you, you come in, you know what you want to work on, but then the other team, it's like, actually, we'd rather do transition stuff. You're like, well, I wanted to do side out. And then it's just, you're going back and forth about what drills. And then you're in, oh, let's just, we'll play. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just play sets day of for two hours. Yeah. Like, Damn it. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but you played with a wide variety of people. And I don't yes. think that that's a bad thing in your first year though, because you, you learn to figure out, what kind of partner you like to play with, both personality-wise and playing-wise? Because you played, you did well with Gina for, what, you played San Antonio and... We did, Antonio, did uh, Panama City and then Panama City. Austin. We sneaked into Austin. <laughs> the windiest tournament ever. Yeah. Panama City was crazy. That was wild. And then you snuck into Austin. You guys played well in Austin, too. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we lost to the two, two finalists. Mel and Pab yeah. and Taryn and Kristen. And you took Taryn and Kristen to three. So yeah. Bad. It was so hot there, too. Like, right. when we were switching sides, like, I was just, like, pouring a whole bottle on my head. Yeah. <laughs> we were in, like, peak heat. But yeah, it was gnarly. everyone was playing in that, so. Yeah. And then you played, it's so what you did. That with Gina. You did a couple with Molly. You won Seaside and Laguna with Molly. Yep. Which was Chicago as well. Yep. You did a couple with Macy. A couple with Macy. Finished with Katie. And then yeah. Haley and I played San Antonio. I think that was it. Haley Harvard? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then she played, um, we got second, but then she ended up playing with M. Day in New Orleans, so. Okay. But we still went to San Antonio. Okay. Did yeah. pretty well. Yeah. She had success with a lot of different types she did. of partners. Yeah. <laughs> She's fun. Well, She's you did to too. With. Yeah. What is that? Did we say six, five? I mean, we had Gina, you had Molly, Katie, Haley. Macy. Macy. Yeah. Anyone else sneak in there? I don't think so. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot in one year. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. 
So what did you like? What are you looking for in a partner now? Because you stated that you want to have kind of one steady person. What did you like about certain players? Like, what kind of a defender are you looking for? Are you looking to split block? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting that down. I love defense, but not not on the beach. Well, it's not even that. It's just it would be like starting at zero, yeah, and right. I just started at zero in like 2019. So, yeah. um, no, I think like it's just all about like feeling a vibe with a partner. I don't think there's like specific characteristics or like a checklist of something that I need from a partner. Um, but I think for me, like at the end of the day, volleyball is super fun. So someone that can help remind me of that and yeah. in hard times is important. Mm. Um, because I play because I am just obsessed. Like everyone just makes fun of me for always watching and talking about it. So um, yeah, just finding someone that can help balance me out. I can be a little competitive at times, so. <laughs> yeah. You're one of the more competitive people I know. You just, you have a, you're competitive kind of like a guy sometimes, <laughs> where it's like, you get a little edgy, I'm like, I like that card. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely get um, pissed off at things, but I try to recenter myself after each point. Yeah. But what does, I mean, you, you mentioned you want to have someone who like, has fun, but that's, that has a lot of different looks, because you right. can have someone who's like, kind of goofy fun. You have somebody who's like, all right, my fun, like the type of fun that Matt Furbringer, when we had him on the podcast, uh-huh. I love the way he described it. It's like my kind of fun is practicing for two hours and being dialed in and walking right. away and like, I just got better. Like that's fun for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. And for you, I know winning is obviously very fun. Yeah. Well, it's more so I hate losing okay. more than I enjoy winning. Got it. But yeah, I agree. Like I can't do like the dozy ditzy thing um, and like... Obviously, I say this sometimes, too, when people were like, oh, that was just a good shot. Like, that annoys me. Yeah, like, me too. Obviously, it was a I good agree. shot, but I can still, like, be better on that play. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, someone who's definitely intense and, like, cares to win and cares, like, not to lose. Um, but, like, Katie Dickens is so fun to play with, and she's super intense. But, like, also, she'll remind me, like, throughout. Like, she's like, all right, like, I can make a terrible play, and then... She can kind of help me reset. She probably doesn't think right. that I'm reset, but, like, it is helpful just mm. to, like, know you don't have too much pressure from your partner, but, like, there's, like, high expectations there. Yeah. Totally. Like a mindful mindful reminders and kind of, like, reminders because your partner's right there next to you feeling all your energy. Yeah. Like, bring me back when I, when I drift <laughs> away a little bit. For Pull sure. me back. Yeah. Yeah, that's super helpful, I think. How's a, how is Katie? I've never had, like, a full conversation with her. I don't... Did you live in Texas? No. I always just kind of associate you with Texas. Oh, please don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's that competitiveness. <laughs> no, Katie is awesome. We played in Atlantic City in 2020 together. Okay. Um, and obviously just stayed friends since then. Um, and then Jen originally wasn't supposed to be able to play, I believe, Atlantic City, the pro event this year. So Katie and I, like, talked way earlier in the season, like, we should do the qualifier and that one together. So we committed to Virginia Beach. Um, and then, obviously, they changed the pro event, and Jen ended up winning this weekend. But um, we just had committed to that a yeah. long time ago. So she's super fun, competitive, and obviously she's very, very good. So yeah. it's always fun. It worked out for everyone. Yeah. And you and Katie, you get third in Virginia, and then you get another third in Central You got third, right? Yeah. Central Florida? Okay. And then Jen ends up winning. I know. That was wild. Yeah. Sorry. Katie's probably regretting the <laughs> partner swap, but <laughs> no, it was fun. Jen's awesome also, so 
definitely happy for her to win that. Yeah, I mean, for you to make a, a semifinal in your rookie year, I mean, it's pretty badass because that was a pro series. Obviously one of the, like, lighter ones. But, yeah. I mean, that was a good tournament. Yeah, it was. Definitely um, always wish that you could do better, but, um, yeah. We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waiakea water break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waiakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's, it's the, the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long despite playing two huge schedules this year, and Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, athletic green. 
And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... It's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Looking back, I'm proud and like excited about it, but um, in the moment, it wasn't as happy feelings. <laughs> There's that competitor we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's got to be if you're going to keep climbing the ladder, right? Yeah. Did you feel like you, you guys left some something out on the court? Is that why? Like, I mean, I know all, all different types of disappointment. Usually, if, if I feel like we played really well, like close to like the potential of us, and then we just got beat. It's okay, but then if you let, feel like you kind of left a little out there somehow between the two of you, that's the one that like eats away at you. Yeah, I was talking to Katie about that because we lost to Jen and Carly on Saturday. Okay, and I was kind of saying like it almost is worse when you like feel like you did well and lose. Right. But then we lost Sunday to Gina and M Day, mm-hmm. and it was like. Actually, I can't remember, but it was like a third set, really close, right. and then we just lost it. Like, right. she got like three aces at the end, and then they won like 15 11. Yeah. So, 
that one was definitely worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided that it's worse if you play bad or, like, make errors <laughs> in the end. Like, I think I hit two balls out in the last ten points. Right. It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's yeah. your own fault. Right. But that is worse, I would say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Both bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both very bad. Yeah. You and Johnny had a good little run. Yeah, we did. That was fun. You, it was like one of those losses of where I'm like, because we, we, we played four sets against Taylor and Phil. Lost all of them, but they were all, I think 18 was the worst we had. And it was like 18 all, you know, like we had our chances at the end. So for me, that was like, uh, if we lost like, you know, 16, 17, it's like, okay, we just got beat. But we were right there on every single set and lost all four. It was like a little little stinger. But at the same time, I was like, man, if I can make the finals with Johnny right now, it's going to be pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, so he was, was playing fun. so good. Yeah, and he's play, he's played so cow. good. It's unbelievable. His <laughs> arms still good. He's yeah. slicing and dicing. That I mean, he just feels like a, a top <laughs> pro, like playing with a top pro. He's freaking 50. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> so cool. I was talking to Robin after. She's like, he can't retire right now. Look at the way he's playing. <laughs> That's what she's been doing for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and John somehow just lets her make the call. It yeah. seems like it. He's just like, okay, I'll keep playing. <laughs> I was like, Rob, how does he feel after these tournaments getting oh, served ninety-five so percent of the oh balls? <laughs> oh, he's hurting for sure, for sure. And then he's probably in the gym the next day. To be honest, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that was fun. It was a good event. It was a yeah. good like end of the year. I mean, it felt pretty low key, right? At that, yeah. it felt like uh, I haven't played in any tour series, but like that's what the tour series should feel like. Yeah, and it would be a really, you know, strong. Yeah. It was a, still a really good event, fun event. Like the, the little stands filling up, but it didn't feel like a like a real big pro event. Yeah, it, it felt very similar to what I think a, like a decent tour series, like like yeah. Huntington. Yeah, a like very it should similar be. Crowd it should be that Central Florida. Like yeah. that would be perfect for the tour series. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. That was just a one-off too, and it was like not on the schedule and yeah. in the middle of Florida. So yeah, I feel like it was just such a random location. Yeah, and a random time. Yeah, it's like nobody wanted to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the site itself is great. That sand is awesome. Sand is great. You have that, like that permanent structure of a building there, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. we pretty much never have that mm-hmm. um, unless we're at like a tennis stadium or Phoenix Sun Stadium. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the venue is great. It's just in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. And the fans aren't going to, even the resort was kind of nice. It was like a golf resort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should have brought my clubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Theo and Cameron did. Did they? Well, they golfed pretty much the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was driving back and I saw them on the course. Wanted to give them a little honk. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they got to enjoy their time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, well, good end to the year, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. A long one. Did you expect to play this long? I'm down. Yeah. Everyone's like ready for a break. I'm like, the September to December was perfect break. Yeah. I don't need any longer than that. Yeah. So you just, you're going to be training straight through the off season? Probably. Yeah. I feel like super light right now I am, but I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. January. Do you think it's uh, it's kind of an advantage for you to have picked up beach as late as you did? Because like you there you can't be any closer to burnout. No. Like it's, it's still so new for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No. 
And I just feel like I was 22 or whatever. And like my ability to learn was much higher than probably like balancing back and forth between the two of them. Like I was fully focused on indoor for whatever my whole life. And then when I came to the beach, I was just super excited to like have something new to learn, you know? So that was cool. But yeah, no, not close to burnout. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be kind of funny for you and probably your family as well that like you grew up really good indoor player. You're at second team All-American in Michigan, like all Big Ten. And then now you're playing beach professionally. Yeah. Pretty random. Did you ever envision that? No, but I didn't even think about it. Like obviously watching the Olympics, like, you know, there's beach volleyball, but I think I was so removed from it. When I was at Michigan, we had, like, little courts on campus, and we would kind of play for fun. Yeah. But it honestly didn't even come to my mind, really, and I didn't even really know there was, like, a tour in America. Like, <laughs> I knew, like, yeah, I don't think I did. But you never, like, sat down and watched a match, really? Not AVP, yeah. no. And Maybe even Olympics, now, like, yeah. people will talk about, like, old stuff, and I don't know what they're talking yeah. about, which I should, but I never watched it growing up. Like, I would watch the Beach Olympics and just mm-hmm. thought... It was like any other Olympic sport. Right, like, right. Different sport. So, yeah, I had I had no idea about it. But, yeah, my family enjoys it. I think my I think my dad will never say it, but I think he likes indoor more because it's like longer rallies. But outside of that, yeah. they say they love it. And indoor, I mean, it's just such a physical game. Because I started to commentate the Italian league indoors, taking a real crash course. Yeah, geez. recently, <laughs> And geez. I can't even follow the ball. They yeah. hit it so freaking hard. And then watching, um, I covered uh, Pitt and Wisconsin. Oh, you did? Which was a great match. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is nuts. I mean, there's 18,000 people there, it, like packed gym. It's just such a, it's a totally different sport. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, watching it, it was like kind of a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, this is so new and different. Like, it was yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> it's so weird that I, I, even, I feel so far removed from it that it feels weird that I was a professional athlete <laughs> in that <laughs> yeah. sport, you know? Like, it just feels so foreign to me. When I go back, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Like, how is that legal? <laughs> I know. And then they're just hitting the crap out. I mean, it's a great sport. It's just for certain people, more specialized yeah. people, I think, that that want to be good at one skill. But, yeah. Do you ever consider yourself as, like, a dual-sport professional athlete? No. You played professionally in two different <laughs> I've never sports thought about it like that. Because they're so different. It's just occurring to me now. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. I'll take it, though. Like I'll take Sanders. the label. Yeah, I'm pretty much Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Same goes for you, too, actually. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you did your time in Portugal. <laughs> two brief. months. It was brief, but you did. <laughs> it was two, okay, it was two months that I was there, but it was two months of preseason, so I actually only played one game, and then we won, and then the next day I told my coach I was going home. Went out on tap? Yeah. So you're undefeated. I'm undefeated. (laughs) Exactly. Not many people can say that. I know, right? (laughs) Did you, I mean, did you consider trying to find a different contract? Like, was Portugal just not for you? Because I feel Um, like the timing was also kind of shitty with COVID. Yeah, it was shitty for sure. I think if I would have had, like, a really good friend who wanted to play overseas and we were, like, on the same page, like, let's go play together, I would have for sure done that again. But, or I guess maybe go to, like, us English speaking country. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Switzerland, where there's like seven Americans on each team. But I think after I experienced it, I was like, eh, I'm good. Like, I really love my friends and family here. And I think I enjoy, I don't know. 
it's weird because I love to travel and I studied abroad and I loved it. But the thought of like a year of just sitting there and playing volleyball. Yeah. Like I like having a balance of either friends or a job or school like on top of volleyball. Yeah. And it, I wasn't ever going to get that there. It's so it's very isolating. Like even if you have friends on the team, like I played in Puerto Rico. One of my closest friends is from there. Went to his house, barbecue. The guys on the team spoke English. Everyone in Puerto Rico speaks English pretty mm-hmm. much. And I was, I was surfing. I'm from an island. Like I, it was great, great life. But I was still like alone. Yeah. Like it just feels like every day you're just kind of like, all right, I'm by myself. Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Hit the FaceTime. Go to the <laughs> gym. Jump in the water. Like see if your friend wants to hang out. But it's like you know, they have other stuff going on. Yeah. So, yeah, no matter where you go, even if you have friends around or even one friend, like a, another American, you guys are just out there together, like still very isolated and lonely. But, yeah, and if so, if you're a homebody, you know, you just like want to be home. It's long. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and the time change, like if I did want to talk to my parents, it was either like before my practice in the morning or I don't know exactly, but it was only like certain parts of the day yeah, you're about eight hours and like when i'm bored like when i wasn't in practice everyone would be sleeping yeah so it's like okay and like i don't really like watching tv that much or movies right and so then that's half that's (laughs) half the time killer right yeah (laughs) like i enjoy it to a certain extent but one you can't even get all the shows so like everyone would be talking about new shows here that i couldn't watch yeah like the vpm or whatever they say like it doesn't work vpn yeah yeah it didn't work at all so (laughs) (laughs) and i bought it and it didn't work (laughs) so yeah it was just like sitting around a lot yeah and i didn't have a car either yeah no that's the that's a big one like Porto's fairly like it's pretty nice walkable. I don't know what time of the year were you there. Yeah, so the first month I was there, I pretty much lived in an orphanage. Oh gosh. And what? It was like a dorm room with like all the girls that were foreign. So like everyone on my team was Brazilian uh, or um from Portugal. Uh, and so we like all shared a big room. I shared a room. Sorry, we all shared a big like apartment kind of thing, yeah, like right. a college dorm. I was in the same room as someone else, so I didn't even have my own personal right, space. Yeah. And then after a month, so we were getting like fed dinner there and stuff, and it was a lot of pork, which is fine. But like we walked to the grounds one day, and like there was a bunch of pigs, and we were like, <laughs> oh my God. And we asked, <laughs> I had like one of the girls that spoke English to ask like the whoever was cooking, and they were like, yep, like those are the pigs you're eating. So I was like, and it's, like, just obviously gross to think about or see, like, all these pigs have flies, like, all over them. Right. And they're just, like, yeah. in these cages. It's sad. <laughs> so that was the first month. And then we finally moved into the apartments, which was a city, like, 15 minutes outside of Porto. Mm. But it was right on the beach. Mm. So, again, like, can't complain. It's a big surfing city. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just yep. not much to do. It's a grind. Yeah. <laughs> now you're on the beach. Now I'm on the beach. Not exactly. bad. It's better, better beach over here. Yeah. Did yeah. your parents come out to any tournaments this year? Um, my mom was there last weekend or in Central Florida. And then my parents came to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool one for them. I'm sure that yeah. they were probably stoked on that one. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. They follow along. Are they volleyball players? Well, were they? Uh, my mom played in like high school. My okay. dad played hockey. So. How did you end up falling into it? I mean, have because in Big Ten country, is that just what girls do? I feel like Big volleyball is just, like, good. the most popular sport. But, I mean, I played soccer growing up, and then um, 
I think my mom probably was like, oh, try volleyball. And it just stuck. And guys, volleyball is just unheard of, right? For the most part. Yeah, it's like only a club sport there. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And you don't hear of it very much. Yeah. But it's growing. Like, Munciana um, is who I played for a club, and they have like a men's program now. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I think it's growing. But when I was in high school, not really. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. I think like St. Louis and Chicago had some players. But like other than that, I'm trying to think. In the Midwest. Nothing in Maryland, I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the cow the cow fields? No. It was uh Grass Volley? If you were trying <laughs> actually it's funny, now that like I look at it, grass volleyball is big there, but it was just so far outside of my social circles and mm. what we did that I didn't know. But Pottstown's forty five minutes from where I grew up. Oh really? And that's like the grass tournament. Mm-hmm. Huh. And it's funny because now that you know, because Andrew Dentler, he he moved like forty five minutes from where I grew up, and uh, he's like, dude, there's grass volleyball all over the place. And and now that I know that, is it's that what he does find. now? Dentler, he's yeah. a great grass player. Huh. He's won Pottstown a couple times. Interesting. Yeah. Did you play at Pottstown? Mm-mm. Because you won. You won a couple big I grass did. tournaments. You, D and Katie won Wapaka. Yeah, we did Wapaka, and then we did um, the South Carolina one in 20... That was Grass National? 20, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2020. Who'd you play? Was that triples or doubles? Or I played both. with them for triples, and then Zana, and I played doubles. Okay. Yeah. And you and Zana, did you beat Delaney and Katie? Yeah. Okay. In three. So you're, you're a Grass National champion. Yeah, but now I'm just, like, scared to play grass. I feel like everyone just gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not jumping like, on there. People, yeah. yeah. I, like... Was fine, but now people ask, and I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I also think um, the sand kind of you you build yourself to play on sand, and, yeah. and the impact and the way that you fall and plant changes in your, your muscle memory. So if you're coming from indoor to grass, it's like, all right, get used to the slickness of it, mm-hmm. and you should be fine. But like for me, when I jump on hard stuff now, like I just. <laughs> I just jumped to grab this like fruit out of a tree the other day, and I was like, "Oh, the ground's so hard." And it was on grass. It's <laughs> like, "Oh, it hurt me so much." <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I think I think it's something to do with your muscles adjust to it, like you were saying. Because yep. even just playing basketball, like on Thanksgiving, um, crush you. I went up to Utah with Delaney's family, and Delaney's sister's uh, fiance. His family's huge. Yeah. So there was like. 40 of us at this Mormon church that night just playing like dodgeball, basketball, uh, pickleball. Mm-hmm. And we were playing on a gym. And I like just like dunked a couple times just for fun. I was like, okay, I can still do it. Yeah. I was so sore. <laughs> like five jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Crushes like, your calves. Damn. Like to go jog up and down yeah. on the hardwood just would crush my calves when I used to go play. I'm like, what the hell happened to me? Yeah. It's just different muscles so or sad something though. like i want to stay I nimble like i play pickleball and stuff because <laughs> yeah. i'm like i don't want to be like 25 and be like oh i can't play like hardcore <laughs> right, yeah, sports yeah. like we're still young guys we yeah no be able you can to. still do it but you have to like do it consistently yeah you know, if you did it for two weeks straight you'd be back you know yeah. or a week, a week straight yeah like, if i had to go play in a like a i don't know basketball game for some reason <laughs> i would train for two weeks like, go do some running on hardwood, jump on hard, just to, like, teach your body how to, yeah. like, cushion like, again. This is, yeah. this is hard again. But, like, I, I'll land, I'll go for a block or something and, like, try not to net and, like, pull my feet up and land on my knees in the sand. You know, yeah. like, we, we're doing stuff like that we don't even realize, like, yeah. landing on our elbow and our shoulder and, like, 
that like you'll just kill yourself yeah. if you do it on the hardwood. I yeah. remember all the uh, hip yeah skin that used to freaking mm-hmm. oh your hips are just like scabbed Destroyed. up at all times on the in indoors. Sometimes like people would hit their chins. Mm-hmm. Oh, we guys should have done the roll more. Yeah, oh hit their chins. Yeah, because you, you dive on your chest. Oh and man, then, and then like when you're playing pro, there's all these sponsors everywhere. And they all have like <laughs> yeah. different. Like stickiness patches, to yeah. it, and they don't absorb the sweat. Once you start sweating, you slide a lot, but like one patch won't absorb any sweat, <laughs> and it's like plasticky. It's so it goes, <laughs> and then you do like a face plant. Oh my god, it's super sketchy. <laughs> Dude, the sponsors though in indoor, it's so funny. It's like NASCAR. Like I'm trying to identify like who's who in this Italian league. I'm like, wait, that's behind the 57th logo and it's a lepke got it yeah is that their name or is that another brand <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy it is wild but it's necessary i guess yeah <laughs> but my muscles don't miss indoor no well, basketball i want to see you go play a six-man game actually you should go play a pickup indoor game have you ever played no never played indoor ever never never wow have you ever even jumped and hit a ball an indoor ball uh i played uh, we had gym class. We had like a week long oh. gym class unit. Before school. you knew how to play volleyball? The, yeah. And you know, you just rotate around. And, right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the only time I've ever played indoor. That's when everyone tells me that they can beat me in volleyball. The gym gym class guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really good, I promise. I'm like, oh, do you play? No, just in gym. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ten years ago? I could beat you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> gym class. But you you have like kind of an indoory style because you have one of the heaviest arms on the women's side, I think. Maybe, I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean indoor, it's just like hit the ball as hard as you right. can every time. I used to like cry myself to sleep from shoulder pain. Yeah, don't do that anymore. It's nice. That's good. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like just developing that like mostly in the Big Ten. Like once I got there, I feel like I started hitting harder just because you have to mm-hmm. and your yeah. body just like naturally adapts to that yeah so definitely try to bring that to the beach sometimes but there's um a finesse too that yeah. is nice to have how long did it take you to start working the finesse side into it because that i mean having not grown up playing much beach aside from just messing around at michigan it's not really a i mean obviously you can tip and stuff indoor but yeah it's not no i never part. like Open tipped hand. either i was like never a tipper never tip, no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my coach would be like you can throw a couple in but um no i think it took me a while i mean i think i was able to do it but like getting comfortable doing it like when i felt like there was a hit open like i don't know i feel like if i feel any space i like want to hit i remember at pepperdine we were warming up for like one of our first tournaments and I was, like, hitting every ball because I feel like I'm trying to get my shoulder warm. And Marcy was like, Carly, warm up some of your shots. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry, okay, my bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I still can develop it a lot more. So to answer your question, took a while. It's I think you're going in the still right developing. order, yeah. Fastball first, change yeah. up second. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. For sure. I get dug enough times. I got to start. Developing right. more shots, for sure. But nothing's more frustrating than throwing in, like, a tip or a soft shot and that getting dug rather than, like, well, at least they had to make a really good dig when I, like, hit the crap out of the ball. Yeah, for sure. You throw in a little tip and they're just standing there, like, wow, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> for sure. I always block better when I do that. 
like I throw in something, do something dumb or like an easy high line. They're just standing there. I'm just like, okay, fuck this. <laughs> Don't hit low angle on me uh, after you pick up an easy shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely throwing that angle hand in there. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good call. Was it, uh, was it funny for you going from like Big Ten indoor where volleyball is huge at Conehood, the Nebraska's, the Michigan's, the Wisconsin's where like fans pack it in and then you go to the beach and like a beach dole is like a couple parents? Yeah, I think so. But honestly, I played beach. We got in like five games maybe before they called it for COVID. That's true. And then my second year or my sixth year was no fans because oh, oh, yeah. of COVID. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess I didn't really get to experience, like, the lack of fans. Yeah. And I don't know. In indoor, you know, we had our preseason games. Not a lot of people would show up. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely different. But not, like, yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like were- I'm, like, I don't really notice. Like, I do. Obviously, you feel the energy. But I'm not the person who's, like, super, like, engaged with the audience just because I'm, like, pretty intense. Yeah. And I'm just, like focused right. on like what i'm gonna do next right yeah um so it didn't like affect me that much i would say yeah i was, I, I was just thinking about it watching that uh wisconsin uh pit match because it was they packed the field house like and then you go to the beach where you can hear other people your opponents like having a conversation right whatever yeah. i remember savvy was in when she was in chicago she could hear tony just having a conversation behind the ball box. She's like, shut up. Like, I need to focus. <laughs> it's just such a different environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely different. And, like, the heckling in indoor is definitely greater from, like, my experience, at yeah. least. Obviously, like the I'm college not... frat yeah. or whatever that comes out. And yeah. Heckles <laughs> like, as a group. They would be ruthless. Like, yeah. I remember one time I wasn't playing, and I was on the bench, and I just, like, went down into a squat, like, just because I was tired of standing. Yeah. And they're like – you're not going in 18, like, you don't need to warm up. And it's just like, oh, okay, so what? Well, didn't think I was going in, but yeah, like, I'm just thanks. standing here. Yeah. That was the crazy thing about indoor, too, is, like, having a bench. Yeah. Like, I, most of the time I was starting, but I've spent a, a good amount of time on the bench. And then national team, it was like, I usually always started every tournament in the box. And I'm just like, this is, now that I've gone to the beach, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going <laughs> to play on a team where I go, unless you pay me a lot, I will absolutely play in the NBA so, yeah. or the NFL and be on the bench. I'd rather be on the bench in the NFL. <laughs> but, like, and just go stand there and just yeah. be cold and like, oh, God damn it. Oh, time out. Yeah, we get the pepper. <laughs> and then and then you're just bouncing balls, too. Like, no one's, like, hitting real game shots when they're warming up. You're just like, I might as well entertain the fans or entertain yeah. myself. And then you get put in, and it's like, go, you, like, I dare you to go in and then just serve in that and then leave. Like, yeah. you just feel like a complete piece of crap. And then you walk <laughs> back in college, and the whole frat is, like, standing behind you, heckling. You're like, what are you here for? You're our best player. You just gave us a point. You're like, this is ridiculous. Serving specialists and indoor are, like, Angels sent from heaven. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, exactly. So brutal. You have to have, like, not care about missing. You know? Yeah. You can't it's... be like keep it in guy or girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're gonna be a servant, you just hit a muffin. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. You can't just. Pop you get it in, in more trouble than if you were to miss. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so tough because like you can't. War- you're not warming up. There's no, no bullpen. No. Like, you're not throwing the catcher in there. It's like, like a. So it's a little cold. box, most of the time with like. Uh, Six people in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's so I got busted once, like, uh, 
my my foot was outside the box. I think it was international play. Oh. Like it was very strict playing for maybe Pan American games. My foot's outside and the ref stops the whole game and like blows the whistle and looks at me. I'm just like, I just look down, <laughs> move my foot. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm out of my cage. Sorry. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't handle that. Is there beach? Is there, there's no subs in college beach format, right? Only uh, injury, I think. So like, are they like on site? The subs? Kind yeah. Depends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can explain it. I don't know for sure. I think just, like, if someone gets hurt, right. like, your whole team travels, and if someone is... Actually, can you replace someone in the middle of a game? You probably know the rules. Not in the middle of a match, but if someone gets hurt, like, in warm-ups... So there's alternates. Yeah, it's it's tricky, though, because of the way the lineups work. So say, say me and you are on court three, and I'm playing terrible, but for me, like, you can't just sub in someone... Like, if you were to sub in someone, like, out, mm-hmm. take Carly off the bench. Like, Carly was on court six, comes in for me. Well, when I come back into play, I can't start on court four. I need to start back on court three and work my way out of the lineup. It's weird. Weird. Because you can't just, like... Because they did that to hedge against coaches throwing matches, where if you were playing Kristen Taren, LSU, so someone couldn't put their court five against Kristen Taren, knowing that their court one wasn't going to win anyway. So, they, like, to... So you have to like work your way up and down the lineup like a mm. ladder. So it's it's weird. So like when you do get an injury and someone pops in on court two, they can come right back out, but they for them to go back in, they have to go back in on like court five and work up. It's weird. It's a kind of a weird system. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Todd Rogers was talking about doing the Ryder Cup style system, where like if I was coaching Pepperdine, right, and you're coaching um, USC. So you put out your court one. You're saying we're starting Carly Scott and Katie Dickens. And then I get to choose my court one to go against that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to start Carly Khan and Jen Ketty. Match and then, up wise, And then right. I put up my court two, and then you put out your court two to match up, and it just goes back and forth. So each match you do a Ryder Cup style thing right? where it's not just like, here's my starting five, here's my starting five. Oh, interesting. I think it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. That is kind of cool. That's Todd's big thing. What would you think about that? Well, then you could still kind of put, like, your fives against someone's ones. Yeah. But Todd's thing is that he he likes the gamesmanship aspect of it. Right. He, he doesn't mind being like, you know what, we're just going to punt court one because we're going to lose anyway. And we're going to give our team a better chance rather than just put up our court one who maybe they'll score 16 and 18. Right. Well, you also have matchups, right? Like, the, your th- yeah. someone's three actually might be a, the best matchup for another team's one. Right. Yeah. So you'd have the advantage there. Yeah. But I, I think the Ryder Cup thing's gotten voted down a couple times. Yeah, I don't see them making much <laughs> changes. I think it'd be fun. The though. pro level would be fun. I think. I think it'd be really fun. That would be the coolest if we if we could do either an international college yeah. format or something domestically. Cool. I guess state. You pick a state, like you play for a state. Yeah, you do like kind of an East Coast versus West Coast. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, East Coast, West Coast. Or, you know, if you bring back... Because we did that one Brazil versus the U.S. that one year. Did you play in that? I did it in, in Brazil. Yeah. Was there one in the U.S.? Well, it was Brazil versus the U.S., right? And that was in Brazil? Yeah. And I think it'd be kind of cool to do that again. Where, you know, oh, Brazil's yeah, like, all right, sure. we've got, you know, Alisson and Alvaro. And then the U.S. We could easily do that. Like, okay, yeah, well, we'll send out Try and, and Hyde. So yeah. He's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Again. 
that was so amazing. But we used to have exhibitions. Like, they don't exist anymore. I got, like, the tail end of it, I think. Like, literally, I think we got five grand guaranteed first class to Brazil. Ooh. And we just played, like, we couldn't, like, an American team was going to be in the final no matter what. Because we got mm-hmm. smoked. But they just set it up so that no matter what, there's going to be an American team in the final, which was us. So we ended up making more, but like pretty much just losing less than the Americans, not really beating the Brazilian. Because <laughs> they were in uh, peak season and we were in off season. Uh, but it was amazing. And another time we went to Miami, the Miami Open of tennis. And we're like in the training room with Serena and like Djokovic and all the heavy hitters. Got put up in the hotel, paid guarantee money. We just played a little exhibition outside. I didn't know that. Dude, there's so many good stories of the older players. Like Hot Winter Nights. You ever hear about that? Mm-hmm. It used to be like... It's um, kind of your country too. Up there yeah, the they West. used to go yeah. around like to whatever, NBA arena. It was indoors usually, right? Yeah. Exhibitions during the winter called Hot Winter Nights. And they would select certain players to go and just play each other. Uh, I think all the money was guaranteed. Maybe the winners got a little more, but the players basically split the money, and then they would go from one stop to another on a bus, like a rock star bus, and just travel like that, and then they'd sub in new teams to meet. Okay, you meet over here. We're going to fly you out here. You jump on the bus, play, and they would just jump around and play night exhibitions around the country. so fun. And make really good money, apparently. Yeah. Like... Super good money. Yeah, it was like uh, make like the, thirty, the, forty the grand in the off season, mid two thousands era, mm. and it was all like um, you know in Cincinnati they have well, like they have like five facilities. I feel like that you can yeah. play indoors. So they would just pop around. And it was kind of like a KOB format, maybe. I don't remember the format. Yeah, I don't was, think it was KOB because all the on BBB like all the hot winter nights like their wins their partners listed as various. Oh, so, oh really? Yeah. Oh, maybe. So I don't know exactly how it worked. But, but yes, they, they all played for fun. Like, like Even if the prize money was more for the winners, they were all like, yeah, we're, we'll all just split it. So they could like have fun, party on yeah. the bus, and like just enjoy the trip. And That's I so think fun. they made really good money like compared to now. Yeah. Like you'd have to like make a semifinal to make just what they got to just be there. And like party. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not to ruin it for you, but <laughs> all Are you the gonna old try stories. to do any uh indoor tournaments out in Indiana? Well, how close are like all those indoor facilities to where you live? The beach ones? Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's like two hours. Okay. So that's I think that's the only place that I was able to drive to. Okay. Nashville, I guess. Or Hyden's Court. I drove to that one. Well, how was when it? When I was at home. It was awesome. It's nice? Yeah. Oh, nice. Super nice. He's got how many courts? I think it was five. Five courts? Maybe more. I went when it yeah. was super new. Is it, has he developed it? Well, I went in 2020 also. Okay. Because it was just like he had the courts and then there wasn't really much around it. Yeah, it's definitely in the middle of nowhere, but there was a building there, but I don't know if it's part of the courts. Yeah. I yeah. remember it was. Yeah, uh, he hadn't built the his stuff yet so i haven't been there since then who did you play was that me and jd played did you play yeah i think one? it was the same one okay who yeah. were you playing with i played with pre okay yeah got it yeah so it was like freezing and raining and so i go in 
to use the bathroom, and John and Bill, because he was playing with Kalinsky. Oh, yeah. John and Bill are, like, on this turf area. Like, John's on a warm-up bike. I was like, John, you're not telling anyone about this little secret oh warm-up gosh. area while freezing our asses off in the rain? No. Nope. So I can't be giving you guys an edge. <laughs> and he Sounds like, like John. getting hurt and pulling out of the tournament. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like John. Yeah. I thought he was done, man. And then, shoot, I go on two against him in one weekend. <laughs> two years later. Crazy. I, I always have more incentive to not get my first loss to you. <laughs> John, yeah. don't blow this for me. <laughs> Gotta talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were gonna get the second set against you guys the first time we played. The I forget how it ended. I feel like everything was close. Yeah. Thirty two thirty is the longest set I've ever played. Is that what it was? Yeah. It's a long oh, yeah. set, man. Damn. <laughs> That's right. And that was the first match of the First match, the whole thing. Was that the first set? Second set? Second set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys kind of handled us in the first. But I remember you were uh, talking to him. It's like 27, 27 or something. You're like, all right, it's, it's good. Like, we need this test before Sunday. It's like, you cocky little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said that out loud you so you it, guys could yeah, hear it. Yeah, purposefully, I, think you I said bet. It loud enough to make sure I could hear it. I was like, damn, he's confident. <laughs> yeah. I, I say some stuff loud enough for yeah. my opponents to hear. <laughs> Just gotta test people, see what see what makes them react, you know? Yeah. This guy like he want me to have like is he gonna play worse if I talk to him and be nice to him or if I'm mad <laughs> mad at him or if I give him the silent treatment. Yeah. Just keep going through until, until he out. starts playing. What's bad. your go to? Are you like nice guy I'm, until proved otherwise? Or? I mean I I think uh when you get to the top level it's the guy, you can't really crack the guys, so mm-hmm. there's no point in yeah. wasting your energy or focus. So I think for me, it's just being in my zone. But then AVP, you know, you, a lot less of less experienced players. So it's like, it's worth testing them a little, <laughs> a little bit, you know? Yeah. Go to, though, I, I don't go, I don't get mean unless like they come through the net first kind of thing. It's like, yeah. okay, so we want to play that game. And then I'll maybe indulge. But my partner usually gets there first, so I don't mm. really need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't like talking and being nice either, mm-hmm. necessarily, unless I think it's going to work. So I'm, I'm usually in my own zone. And then I talk. I, I bring energy to my partner, I think, is mm-hmm. what, what I play best. Give that. And then I'm just talking out loud. And if the other team thinks that I'm talking to them, like Travis listening to me, <laughs> then yeah. that's their problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What, uh, have you kind of discovered your on-court persona? Um, I usually focus on myself. I think that was one thing that was weird when I came over is like the high-fiving during the game. It's like high-five at the beginning, high-five at the end. And then like right, you're my right. opponent. Like do I have yeah. to say good job every time we Walking cross the net? Under the net. Yeah, 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 like I usually try not to. Yeah. Not because of like any sort of feelings, just like it's not my style really. Oh, yeah, totally. Like I'll high-five my partner. Sometimes, you know, if we're, like, they put their hand out, I'm not going to, like, not high-five them. Yeah. But that's, it's just, like, a weird concept to me. I agree. And the whole, like, being honest thing is weird. Yes, right. Like, if there's a ref, I have, like, no shame to be honest. I don't think it's my job. Right. But, like, when I first came to the beach, like, when we'd be at practice, like, at practice, we would lie. Right? Uh Like, at Michigan, like, the coaches were the refs. So, it's just, like, a normal game. Uh Yeah. And then when we came here, like, I remember, I don't remember what happened, but one time, like, someone got on me about being dishonest, which I'm a very honest person, but, like, when I'm competing, I'm competing. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that this is how the whole sport was. Like, 
I mean, now I'm honest at yeah, practice, that's funny. but like that was a weird thing for me where I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I'm being a bad person. I'm just like trying to win. That's so funny. <laughs> but during a game, especially, I, w- I don't think I have to be honest. And no, I don't I've expect anyone too. else to be honest. No. At practice, I mean, I literally grew up playing beach, so, like, we never had refs ever. It's like, dude, don't be the guy that's just, like, we all saw the touch, and then yeah. you're going to not call it kind yeah. of thing. So, like, yeah, we've always been used to, like, call your touches at practice. Yeah. Even, I even give people, like, that's close, yeah, it's yours. Like, just give it to them. Yeah. Make it harder on yourself. Yeah. But if there's a ref, hell no. I mean, and this is, you, we're playing for too much. It's not you your get, job. There's the really weird middle ground of like CBVA or an AVP next. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Where I would probably call my touches if where, I went and played there. Where it's, a, um, it's an unpaid ref. And so that's where, that's my role is like if it's a paid ref, I'm not going to help you unless like it's kind of manipulative on my part where if I'm giving you like a couple honesty yeah. calls and I'm going to get one later. Depends on your lie. level, too. Like, if I went down there right now and played a CBVA and I'm, like, lying and, like, yeah. yelling at the ref, it's like, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah. Because this year, I mean, there were a couple CBVAs where there were main draw bids on the line. Yeah, it's yeah, a big deal. But you got a guy on his fifth Bud Light reffing you on the sideline. Oh, God, yeah. And you're like, well, this is a big tournament. Right. There's a main draw bid on the line. But I also got this guy who's like half cock trying to hit on a girl. Right. <laughs> like, what do you do here? Yeah. <laughs> do you call your own? Because my normal rule is paid ref. Don't call anything. Unpaid ref, I'll call my own touches. Unless I'm playing someone who's not going to give me that same respect in return. Yeah. And then it's it's whatever. Yeah. But it's it's a tricky little but I just ground. But also, I also won't. Like, if I touch something... I'm not going to go there and be like, no, 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 I swear to God, I didn't touch it. Yeah. Like, I'll just shut up. Yeah. And be quiet and walk away. Yeah. But if I don't touch it, then then you know that I'm like, I swear to God, I didn't touch that. Yeah. Or a net. I'm, I'm not going to argue to lie and, like, yeah. put on the theatrics like a soccer player or something. Yeah. Which I just can't watch yeah, that no. shit. It's terrible. God. Yeah, no, I would never do that. <laughs> There's an art. I wouldn't make it. Yeah. But that is funny that you came out. You're like, no, I don't. I'm not gonna. Call and I feel anything. like people were like offended or mad, and I was like, I am sorry that it seems shitty. Like yeah. I wasn't trying to be shitty. I think. I mean, obviously that's just what I was used to. Right. But yeah, it was it was um, an adjustment. No to one start calls touches like, on the beach. Yeah, or I practice, touched it. It's like, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. The worst. Fan. Especially like, like at practice when you get like the micro touch where it just yeah. brushes. You're like, I can't. Honestly, that might have been the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, should I call this? Yeah. Then, then I'm, yeah, I'll, yeah. I might not call it. Like that's, there's no way that's getting called in the game. I'm good. Yeah, my thing in practice, I never understand why people are like, dude, you doubled that. Like, I've practice. Yeah, I've you, never you, called you a, a shit. Is that how you want to get a point at practice? Yeah, I've like, never called a double ever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I don't care. If people want to call it themselves, then. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not going to if I'm practicing like yeah. hand setting. Yeah. I mean, if it's terrible, but. No, yeah, you can call I your agree. Own, we'll heckle. Call someone else. Call your own, yeah. Yeah. Or heckle the opponent. Yeah. That's always fun too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, some people are just almost can't practice with them anymore because of how annoying they get about <laughs> and lying, like blatantly lying. Okay, dude, you can have the point. Like, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Or like uh, my favorite is when it's like you're playing a side out drill. And they'll give themselves an extra point or two. I'm like, 
All right. How many That's people? How, win the side how many people do that against me? Because <laughs> I don't care what the score is. Or like, yeah. what's the score? Oh, we're losing. Care. I thought maybe we were up. I don't know. Or we're up by five zero. Okay. Yeah. Still sixteen twelve. We've been playing for like ten minutes though. Uh, yeah. Still sixteen twelve. Okay. Whatever. Just tell me when I win. That was actually. <laughs> dude, that was so funny about playing you because I'm always like pretty aware of the score. Mm-hmm. And I'd be switching, and you'd be, like, walking back to hide, and I'd be like, try it. You're, like, telling me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just let it ride. Even in competition? Oh, yeah. You don't pay attention to the score? No. But I'll, every once in a while, I'll glance over, like, when I'm like, okay, I feel like this is, like, getting away from me a little. I, like, be like, okay, now, go time. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, when I, like, have that awareness, like, snap into it, but... I'll, like, look at the score, too, sometimes. Like, I thought against was it Tim and Kyle, maybe, where I was like, okay, it's tied. Like, come out of the timeout. I come on the court, and I glance over, like, oh, we have a three-point lead. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> like, I just felt like it was tied the way that it was going. I That's hadn't amazing. looked at the scoreboard. <laughs> yes, three-point bonus right there. <laughs> just a happy surprise. Yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it for people. No. So if you're serving and like the mm. other team has 21 and you have 20, I'm you fairly don't know aware that. around, fairly aware around match. But like if I'm serving on match point and I know it's late in the game, like is it match point? Do I want to miss this? But there's definitely many occasions where I don't know it's match point. Mm. <laughs> that video that Madison made, yeah, Madison was so found funny. Carly, you me just up. walking all over the place. Madison, just, what? Where? Madison Who? made a video. Tried not knowing the score. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like gets an ace and like Trevor celebrate and they win the set and try just like walking back to serves like looking for the ball. Like, oh, I'm going to the box now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh my gosh! Jogging. How do you do that? I don't choose to do it. I've just observed <laughs> myself doing it and then I, I'm just like, well, it's a. I think it's an efficient way to keep my mind I like think it's good every point it works for you i think i do need a partner that's aware and like good with the score and like timeout that's why i usually make my partner i mean i've only had two partners really but i'll make <laughs> i'd rather have the other person if they're a thinker which trevor's like a little more of a thinker than me um i'd rather them be the captain and like you t- whenever you want a timeout or i'll tell you if i want a timeout but like you can deal with all the other bs yeah just throw the ball up and <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you need the other partner. If you have two like ding dongs like me out there, then <laughs> we're just going to be all over the place. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> Who knows? Well, what, uh, what does your off season look like, Carly? I did some hot yoga today. That was nice. There nice. we go. First time in a while. Where'd you go? Hot eight. Okay. Never been there. It's hot. Big Hermosa? Cool power guy. Um, I think there's one in the South Bay, oh, okay. but the one I went to is oh, because you're in Venice, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, off season. You're a big yoga guy, you said. I like uh, I like core power. When I do hot yoga, oh, yeah. big core power guy. Yeah. I used to do it a lot more. What I used to do is get like the core power used to do a week free trial. Yeah. So I would just have like ten different email addresses and get right. all the free trials. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a pretty good scam by me. Yeah. I was like scamming core power for like a year. It was awesome. Did they not recognize when you'd walk in and it'd still be you? Well, they have so many different locations. Oh, you were moving around too. You like really scheming. Yeah. Got it. When you were You were really making an effort to like (laughs) switch up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it'll look 
pretty similar to not in season, but yeah. training, working, do some different types of workouts, yoga, hopefully some pickleball. But other than that, a little hand eye. Yeah. Yoga is a great cross training. I feel like for us, cause we really do need that, that flexibility, but we need to work out for a period of time without impact on our bodies, yeah. which like, you know, hard weightlifting, you're not necessarily getting a break from the impact. So yoga is just perfect for that. Yeah. And then hot yoga. Yeah. I know. Afterwards, That's I'm like. That's gnarly. It's actually really good prep for like Austin. Like I know, you're right? About, where you're like sitting in the heat. Okay. I know I'm not going to die yeah. because I was in hot yoga and yeah. I survived that. I might throw up. But... I might throw up, but I probably won't die. <laughs> yeah, today I was like, it was tough. But yeah. it feels so good after, like, yeah. when the air kicks on and they're, like, yeah, opening the door and you're like, <sighs> wow, that was worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, I think yoga is great for, I mean, everyone. You have to be so strong to actually do, like, a full yoga class. Yeah, to, like, not, like, half-ass it and, like, nail all the techniques. Yeah. And be, like, in the full whatever warrior the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Just legs just Shaking. burning. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching, like, like I'm an know, athlete. I got to be better than everyone else. Your old grandma is just, like, zen Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. so like, God, I'm so, I look like dying. I'm in so much better shape than this person. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like. It is very humbling. Like when you have to take breaks and other people in there aren't, it's tough. Got to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, me and Tri were recording a fan question episode. One of our most common ones is what players do for money. And you mentioned you have kind of a little part-time. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. I do. do So I work at Remedy Place, which is like a wellness club. Um, I just do like remote work for them from home. And then... I work for a startup. It's called Belly Brain, and it's like a probiotic snack smoothie. Um, so obviously, like fermented. It's in a pouch, um, but we're close to launch. So we sell it in Remedy now, Remedy Place. But other than that, um, hopefully, go direct to consumer like in the new year. Remedy is a physical location. Yes. In Santa Monica. In West Hollywood. West Hollywood. And in New York, we have two okay. locations. Yeah. There we go. So if you're in. L.A. or New York. Get Check over it there. Out. And then yeah. you got your new product coming out. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Should have brought some for you guys to try. Yeah, some samples. I know. I'll Next have to time. get you guys some. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Lovely. Well, we got to have, me and D got to have you over because Delaney loves you. Loves I love coaching Delaney. you. But yeah. Loves playing with you too. So we'll have to have you over. I know. I need to come see you guys in a new place. Yeah. We need to do dinner. We need to meet the, meet the baby soon. Yeah. A couple months. It's like coming up. That's tripping me out. Madison just had a baby. I know. It's crazy. We're all, we have like this next generation of like beach kiddos. Oh gosh, that's so weird. Yeah. Nia's like really the oldest of the bunch. She's going to be the leader of all these little, <laughs> little I feel like grounds. a lot of people have True. kids though. Hmm? That play? Like yeah. There's yeah. a good amount that have kids. It's just weird because like when I first came on, it was like 23, I think. And I was like, yeah, you're like laughing about it. Like, yeah. dude, you're so old. <laughs> kids. Yeah. And Hayden's like, <laughs> one day bro you'll see you'll see <laughs> those conversations will start turning into how much were the diapers that you bought kind of thing and i'm like yep. oh god i'm three years into that already <laughs> yeah. this is insane madison has a kid travis is gonna have a kid yeah. like what yeah today the kid's the size of a coconut that's big i know that's the app yeah, it's, yeah every week that. is like a, a different fruit yeah <laughs> yeah it was a banana last week banana yeah what 
Not the shape. Not the shape. <laughs> about the length of a banana. The length. Yeah. I mean, that's like... Which ra- it can vary. vary. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, usually they do like... Solid, Round fruits? Yeah. <laughs> like avocados, grapes. We did. We, I never heard banana. Yeah, banana was new. And then it was like endive lettuce, today's coconut. Coconut's a lot easier to imagine. imagine especially yeah. now that like Dee yeah, has right. like a little belly too. Yeah. I'm like, that, yeah, that's coconut test. <laughs> She's such a cute pregnant person. <laughs> and she loves it. She's like the happiest pregnant lady in the world. It's the best. Yeah. It's well to have you over. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> before she get, before she's down for the count. But yeah. It seems like she's still kicking. Yeah, she is. She. It's funny because she didn't lift like at all this season. She didn't have time. She's lifted more as a pregnant person than she did as she a volleyball has. player. She's like getting oh, after really? it. Yeah, she has this like specific pregnancy lifting program oh. now that uh, Brie, the pepper. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she lives on like Sixth uh, Street. Close by. Yeah. She lives right oh. next to us. That's and awesome. So her old trainer made her like a pregnancy weight like, training Perfect. program. She's getting just after full it. mama mode. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Mom and mom training. But she has like. Settled into her calling. Baby pickup. <laughs> yeah. Practicing. Yeah. Her, her yeah. exercise is like the flower. Uh, remember the flower baby? Do you ever ever have to do no. that? Elementary, they made us, like we drew like a face on a flower bag. Oh. And had to keep the thing with us for like a week or something. Oh, man. Or that's what it felt like. Maybe it was a day. Yeah. And like take care of it. Yeah. And like, you know, ours is just like the flowers falling out of his face is falling off. It was like. Practicing taking care of something yeah. else. So funny. <laughs> you guys didn't do that? All right. I feel like we had like actual fake babies in like health class. They would like uh, cry. My high school oh, had what? that. I didn't I take think, that class. I didn't my either. High school had that. Yeah. yeah. People would have to like take them to other classes and the baby could just like start crying. Oh, geez. In, in math class yeah. or something? Yeah. Like the, they'd have to like run out and take care of it. You had that? Uh, people in my high school did. It oh. was a specific class. It was like a home ec class or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were a little ghetto in Hawaii. <laughs> Bag of flour. <laughs> you guys were in like second grade taking care of kids though. Yeah, I guess so. It's weird. I, literally, the only thing I remember doing with it is rolling it down the biggest hill like <laughs> that we could find. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> Just dusting the whole oh hill with gosh. flour. We found that Hopefully after <laughs> the assignment was over. <laughs> yeah. But I can't promise that's the case either. <laughs> Grades were pretty average. <laughs> Well, Carly, where can our listeners follow you? Where can they get updates of Carly Scott? Updates. Just Instagram, really. What's your handle? First and last name. So you have and to your last name is figure spelled. out how to spell it. S-K-J-O-D-T. Why wouldn't it be spelled like that? Why not? <laughs> Carly, thanks for hanging. Sorry we had to have some technical difficulties with the camera. Love it. But you just, you're just getting the full experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, have a great trip back home. Have a good Christmas, New Year's, and we'll see you whenever we have you over for dinner. Next Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Shoots. Shoots. Do I have to say shoots?